the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We are coming at you on June 22nd, 2022. Uh, and uh, boy, I tell you, this has just been uh, kind of a, a terrible administration and it's got our eyes on just all kinds of things, uh, worries and everything. But we've got something a little different for you today to sort of take your attention off that. Uh, we have uh, Michael Schwartz from the uh, Gun Owners of San Diego or San Diego Counter Gun Owners, rather. Um, and he is going to tell us a little bit about his organization. But before I uh, do that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In the upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. And uh, my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so, and in our bottom left-hand corner, for those of you online, uh, we have Michael Schwartz, and he is uh, here to talk to us a little bit about his organization. So, um, gun owners of, of uh, San Diego, uh, I tell you, it's uh, uh, it's a terrible time right now for, I guess, uh, government trying to take away our liberties. And one of the big pushes that's happening right now, it seems like, is uh, government is trying to take away our Second Amendment rights. Uh, so. Uh, Today is a chance to, to hear from somebody who uh, is uh, uh, running one of those organizations and uh, hear a little bit about those challenges. So, Michael, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your organization and um, some of the challenges that you guys are facing right now? Sure. Yeah. San Diego County Gun Owners PAC is a political organization and we focus just on Second Amendment issues and just on the local level in the county of San Diego. So there are a ton of local boards and councils uh, across the county. You know, San Diego's got three and a half million people. Um, that makes us bigger than about 19 different states. It's a really big county with a, a big population. So we have, uh, there are 18 city councils, school boards, county boards, sheriff, a lot of local organizations that some of the state and national organizations just don't have the bandwidth to pay attention to. Meanwhile, if you look at Sacramento and you look at Washington, D.C. and the people that are serving there, most of them started out on a border council locally somewhere. So the strategy is let's raise enough money and people to have an effect on some of these local races, vet out the candidates, find people that are pro Second Amendment, that will defend our, our right to keep our arms, that will preserve and protect the, uh, and, uh, the Second Amendment. Let's get them elected on these local boards and councils where we can really make a difference. So that's the idea. We're nonpartisan, so we don't care what party they belong to, and we're single issue, which means we don't care what, what, what their stance is on any any other subject. We're strictly Second Amendment. Okay. And James, uh, while we're talking to Michael, can we get the website up? Uh, this might help people to see where they can go and learn a little bit more about the uh, this organization. Um, so right now, it's, it's kind of crazy times. I mean, we just had the Uvalde uh, issue in Texas, and um, you see all of these uh, infringements, I guess, of, of people trying to uh, whittle away uh, some of the Second Amendment rights. What are some of the challenges you guys are facing right now uh, with respect to uh, with respect to 
politicians, I guess, looking to grab guns. So sure, our big, uh, there's a couple things that we're working on. One is, of course, the election. We, we work really, really hard to get people elected. There's a sheriff's race in San Diego. The sheriff has a huge amount of say and authority when it comes to who gets to have a carry permit. So it's it's a particularly important race for us. And the candidate that we endorsed made it through the primary, and now we have to make sure that she wins in November. So that's a big challenge, something we're very focused on. That's something that actually affects public policy. You know, that's that's a, it's an important issue that we want to make sure that we uh, that we win on. The uh, the other thing is that just it, it just happened is the county of San Diego, the county board. Now, a lot of people don't know what a county board is. A county board is like the city council, but for the entire county, most of the things that they most of the regulations that they pass um, are, uh, you know, um, only affect the unincorporated areas, for example. They have a huge budget. They have a lot to do with, for example, they fund the sheriff's department. They have a lot to do with public health, that sort of thing. They voted three to two to um, to get the sheriff's office to send them crime information. And if there was a, a firearm involved in, in a crime, their attorneys are going to investigate it and see if they can sue the gun manufacturer, the gun shop, or the distributor. So that's that's the next on their on their list, and that that passed. They they actually uh, want to do that. Uh, so now it's uh, you know we have to we have to try to flip it so that it isn't a three-two vote. The three people that were uh, that voted for that hopefully aren't reelected this year or in two years. And the other thing we're going to do is of course look into uh, hiring an attorney to uh, to reverse that. So my so Michael, I mean, what? <clears throat> I mean, there are a lot of court cases and a lot of issues that are are going through the courts. Um, involving the Second Amendment, do um, uh, does your association, I'm sorry, your organization, get involved in, in issues in the courts involving the Second Amendment? We do, and it's kind of funny. The original plan really truly was almost a response to how reliant people are, especially in the gun community, on courts and on court cases we'd gotten away from actual real activism and everybody just said, ah, some organization will sue them. And court cases are, there's, there's a lot of harsh realities when it comes to court cases. One is they take a long time. Two yes. is they are extremely expensive. Three is you don't, it's, there's no guarantee that you're going to win. The court system is just as political as the political system. So there's no guarantee you're going to win. And once there's a bad, uh, decision in place, it's like moving a mountain to try to try to undo it. Um, yeah, but, but the biggest part of it, the biggest threat or, or um, the biggest downside, I should say, is the reality is some of the regulations that we don't like will be ruled constitutional. And that's just a harsh reality that we have to deal with. So when we started San Diego County Gun Owners, we said, you know what, we're, everybody else can sue. That's not really what we're going to do. We're going to stick to real, true activism um, rather than just, you know, say, hey, let a, let a lawyer deal with it. But in practice, we actually partnered with Firearms Policy Coalition, which is a fantastic national organization. And we are plaintiffs or, or we're involved in five different lawsuits 
Uh, we're involved in a lawsuit that has to do with getting rid of the assault weapons ban in California. Uh, there's also a pistol, a safe pistol roster in California, and we're trying to get rid of that. Um, there's a case that has to do with only being able to buy one firearm every 30 days. There's a lawsuit that has to do with adults under the age of 21 not being able to purchase firearms, certain kinds of firearms. And then there's a privacy case where the Department, California Department of Justice is releasing gun in for in, gun owner information to uh, uh, basically publicly so that it can be studied or, or whatever they're going to do with it. So those are five lawsuits that we've been involved with. Plus, we've had some amicus briefs that we're very proud of. And that's all great. We're really happy. We've had a couple of really good wins. Um, but in, in our heart and soul, we're an activist organization. You know, this this issue about the age is really, I find very fascinating, you know, that we we as a society think it's it's okay for um, to send off our young boys, you know, 18 years and older, um, to war, to use a gun, and to even kill kill someone or be killed in, in, in the process of, of that. But yet, there are some sectors of, of our society think you have to be 21. I mean, we'll do this at 18, right? But right. some sectors of our society think that we have to wait until they're 21 before they can even purchase, purchase a gun legally here in the United States. I mean, this it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and the reason it's important to gun owners, and particularly our association, is that uh, the, um, you know, if, if once you're an adult, we didn't, gun owners didn't decide when people become an adult. You know, the government decided when people become an adult. And when, the, sure. and when people, that's 18. Once you become an adult, you get all the rights an adult gets in America. And their job is to protect those rights not regulate them, not take them away, not, not, you know, step on them. So if we sit back and say, well, okay, you're an adult, but the second amendment really isn't as much of a right as the first amendment or the third amendment or the fourth amendment. So yeah, you, you can, you can keep that away from, from certain adults, even though they haven't broken the law, they're not dangerous, anything like that. So the reason it's important is the Second Amendment is not a secondary right. We're not second-class citizens. It's just as important as the First Amendment. It's just as important as yeah. all your other rights. The right to vote, for example. So if the government decides, hey, you know what? You're not an adult until you're 21. Okay, fine. But then 18, 19, and 20-year-olds can't be drafted. They can't vote. You know, they can't. you can't just decide that, hey, uh, you know, uh, this right is more important than that right. Therefore... We're going to keep it from some adults and not not others. So that's why we're fighting back. I mean, you know, it, we've we've ignored the issue of well, gee, statistics say that 18, 19, and twenty year olds are blah 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 blah. Whatever you decide when they're an adult, but once they're an adult, they get the right to keep and bear arms. Indeed. Yeah, I, Indeed. I, I guess buying alcohol would be somewhere in that mix as well. Right. Yes. Good point. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, so people have asked, well, gee, what about driving or buying alcohol, that sort of thing? Uh, you know, if, if there's an organization that fights f for that as a right, you know, I, I wish them all the best of luck. It's not really our, in our, you know, we're single issue, right? We're just worried about the Second Amendment. But I'd yeah. also ask them to examine, is driving a car a right? Is, is buying alcohol a right? I don't know. That's up for them to decide. You know, anyone could, if you have a big chunk of land, and you're driving a car on your chunk of land without going on government, uh, you know, property. You don't need a driver's license, right? But it's just as soon as you get on that that government property, which is a road, 
that's when they require a, a license for that. So anyway, try not to get too far down in the weeds. We, we stay single issue, but, um, you know, people do draw comparisons a lot. And we say, hey, whatever, you guys decide if that's a right, if it's not a right, go talk to organizations who advocate for drinking and, and, and advocate for drive, whatever. But the Second Amendment is just as important as every other right. And once a person's an adult, they get it, period. Yeah. And that, that's there's kind of no, the there's, I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just going to say that's kind of the, the way I think it helps to, to think about these things is that at that age where you're able to bind yourself to a contract, it, it really doesn't matter what the issue is. That's the age where your rights apply. And, and so if you're 18, if we've decided that's the age, then it, it just seems absolutely silly that a legislator might say, OK, well, this age for that or this. Age. And what's to stop them from looking at the other end as well? Right. I mean, oh, God, you're you're 80. Maybe you're too old to be president. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, there, to me, it seems real dangerous to sit around and think about taking away people's rights based upon what age they are. Uh, you know, one standard for an adult, and that should really be uh, be it. It is. And it's a not so subtle message they're sending. They're basically saying, hey, look, you have to understand that the Second Amendment is a very dangerous right. So, you know, no, it's not. You know, owning a gun's not not owning a gun and not being able to defend yourself is a very dangerous situation. Yes, That's what's dangerous. Exactly. So yeah. we, we we really, you know, the, the the not so subtle message they're sending that you know we have to somehow concede that firearms are uh, you know uh, the boogeyman. Forget it. We don't concede that in any way. Keeping people from defending themselves—that's really dangerous. Yeah. Well, the government the government will always see firearms in the arms of the law-abiding citizen as a dangerous thing because this is what's supposed to protect well the, the the second amendment is not there for hunting it's not there for for target shooting the second amendment is there to for us to defend ourselves both from the criminals on the streets and from a tyrannical government and people don't seem to understand this and this is a real, real problem and you're absolutely right when you say it is dangerous when we are unarmed it is very dangerous well, you know, uh, Michael, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, too, is, you know, there's there's a lot of different gun organizations out there. Mm -hmm. And one that most people are familiar with is the NRA. What, what, what kind of separates like if somebody were looking at gun organizations, I guess, what, what, how would you distinguish yourself from from an organization that the like the NRA? Good question. We're fans of all the organizations. <coughs> um, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't form because, you know, out of a dislike of, of any organization. If you're out there fighting for the second amendment, whatever, and however you're doing it, you know, good, good, good on you, you know, keep, keep fighting hard when we, we support, I'm a member of all the major ones. Um, what we, through activism and through, you know, roll up our sleeves, uh, you know, experiences, we figured out real quick that there just wasn't enough emphasis on these, these local boards and councils. So the, the politicians that state and federal organizations like NRA were dealing with um, when it came time to run for office, either for a state or federal office, you know, these politicians had already been in the political game for years. So it was really, really hard to fight against them. They already had a following. They already knew the game. They already had money. Um, so we decided the best way to help these organizations is to make sure that these local boards and councils are full of Second Amendment supporters. 
So that's the big difference is the emphasis on local organization or I'm sorry, local uh, elections. The other thing is um, we are, you know, we're a PAC, a political action committee, which is just a, a term for a political organization. Um, you know, we're not a charity. We're not an educational organization. We're a political organization, which means that we can support candidates directly. Um, you know, that we can have candidates come talk to us. We can spend money on politics. We're in the political arena. So there are some uh, Second Amendment organizations that simply aren't in the political arena, you know, and which is, you know, they're, that's okay. I mean, that's not a complaint, but that's what makes us different. You know, they're focusing on, for example, lawsuits. They're focusing on um, education, that sort of thing, or supporting, you know, educational programs. We wanted to be right in the middle of the arena. We wanted to be responsible for getting people elected. Um, so the fact that we're local and the fact that we're, you know, right up to our eyeballs in politics. That's what makes us different. That's what differentiates us from other organizations. Well, that's certainly uh, interesting to know. One of the uh, things we like to do too on our show, and I, I certainly want to ask you why you're here, is that um, we try and, I guess, connect with our, our, our audience ways that they can get involved, uh, you know, with defending their rights, with uh, wh whatever it, liberty issues they're concerned with. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What was your path on this? How did you get involved with this organization? How did it start? And, and what are some of the challenges you face? Sure. So in 2007, no, 2007, yeah, 2007, um, late 2007, my, uh, my wife and another couple, we were out in the desert on, on uh, federal land and we were camping and off-roading and shooting and, you know, uh, doing every, doing nothing illegal, doing everything right, you know, cleaning up after ourselves. We were in an area that was okay to shoot and off-road in and a law enforcement officer harassed me. Um, is really what happened. He came and was ready to arrest me over a pump action shotgun that he said was illegal. And when I uh, showed him, you know, that he was wrong, very politely and professionally, that no, my shotgun was completely and totally legal. Um, it, he kind of, the attitude, I guess, towards what we were doing is if we were doing something wrong rather than doing something that I felt more people should be doing, uh, you know, the fact that he was ready to arrest me, um, even though I had had a conversation with him afterwards and found out, you know, I was being very polite and nice and everything. I certainly didn't want to harass this guy back or, you know, bow my chest or, you know, whatever. I mean, this guy had the upper hand. He's a, he's a federal agent. He, he could have arrested me. Um, so I didn't want to, you know, uh, be rude or whatever. I didn't want to, you know, play on this guy's emotions. I, I, I was very polite, professional and friendly. And come to find out he was a gun guy and he actually came to that same chunk of land with his friends and did the same thing and didn't agree with the laws that he didn't understand and was ready to arrest me over. And wow. that was heartbreaking. Um, I can't put it any other way. It was, it was not just, it didn't just make me angry. It wasn't just inconvenient. It was a very, it was an emotional experience that this guy was, was, you know, all it took for him to sell his principles down the road was a government check. That's all it took. So I went back and told coworkers and friends what had happened to me over the weekend. And their attitude was disheartening as well. They were, I kind of got this, uh, well, what were you doing out there with guns? You know, and I thought, having fun, why weren't you out there with me with guns? <laughs> that whole thing, uh, I, I, that, I knew right then and there, things have to change. 
And I jumped in with both feet. I got involved. The NRA had some uh, local meetings, uh, joined the uh, their group, um, uh, joined the Republican Party, joined a bunch of different campaigns, and just got as involved in politics as I possibly could. Did some things right, you know, did some things, you know, wrong, made some mistakes, learned from the mistakes. And then back in about uh, 20, see, it was 2017, got together with some others and said, hey, uh, we're going to start an organization. We're going to start a Second Amendment organization that basically the, that has the same um, traits, has the same characteristics as some of the other political organizations in town, but we focus on the Second Amendment. Uh, back when we started, all the organizations that were really making things happen when, when it comes to public policy were really just focused on, on tax policy. And that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that don't get all charged up about tax policy. They do get charged up over their, their civil rights. And there were a lot of gun owners who said, you know what, Republicans aren't doing anything. You know, we had, we had one party that took us for, took us for, for granted the Republican Party. And we had another party that thought we were evil, the Democratic Party. And then we had the Libertarian Party that was completely ineffective and did absolutely nothing of any kind for anybody. I mean, it was just, it was the San Diego Libertarian Party, at least at the time, was was a was a book club. You know, they'd get around and, you know, in a meeting and six or seven of them would, you know, talk about some book they read and they there's a lot of hand wringing and then they'd all go home. So I said, you know what, we have to, we have to be, we have to do something here. So we pulled, you know, different characteristics from these other groups, which involved money and people. They're the only two tools you have in politics are money and people. If you have great ideas and you have no money and no people, they don't get implemented. If you have horrible ideas and you have a ton of money and people, you turn into California. <laughs> they, they get implemented. So we decided, you know what, that's what we're going to emphasize. We're going to have a full-time staff. We're going to get as many people as members as we can. We're going to raise as much money as we can. Um, we're going to uh, have a budget to help po uh, politicians directly get involved, uh, get elected, I should say. Um, you know, and, and that was the basic idea, but then a lot of things came of it. Uh, we turned into the, the Second Amendment community or anytime media has to, you know, needs a comment. You know, they'd go find the weirdest looking person they could find, you know, and, and they would ask him some complicated political question. And whatever his answer was, they'd put it on the six o'clock news. And now they have a professional source that gives thoughtful answers who understands, you know, the nuance and can sit down and explain to them and their viewers why things are, are good or bad. Um, so that, that came about. Um, Orange County and Inland Empire, that's Riverside and San Bernardino County, saw what we were doing. We expanded into those counties. So there's Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners. <clears throat> we uh, found out that, you know, people would make it to 40, 50 years old and never have touched a gun. So we do these educational shooting socials where we teach adults how to, how to, how to shoot a gun for the first time. So, and we have a women's program called Not Me. If you're a woman in San Diego or Orange County or Inland Empire and you want to purchase a firearm, you need training on a firearm, or you want to get a carry permit, contact us and we will provide all of the above 
by assigning a volunteer who's also a woman to you um, and she will help you. She'll get you to a store and show you how to buy a gun. She'll find training for you. She'll help you fill out the the, uh, the application to get a, a carry permit. And if any of that is cost prohibitive, we'll find a discount or a grant. And I got to tell you, the thing I am most proud of with this organization is we are no nonsense, roll up our sleeves and get the job done. There's not a lot of pontificating and complaining and, and uh, you know, we're not, we're not a book club. You know, we just, we, we go, we find a problem and we get people and money and we solve it and we move forward. And we've had a lot of success in San Diego. We're very proud of that. So Michael, in terms of, in terms of getting people in place, getting elected and getting people in place where people, I mean, decision makers, I guess, and get it and all that. How, how successful do you think your, your organization has been? As far as getting people elected, very successful. Um, the, we've gone through, so we started in 20, uh, 20, um, sorry guys, 2015, end of 2015. So we had the 2016, the 2018, the 2020 and the 20, then we're halfway through the 2022 cycle. And I can, I'm proud to say that the, the vast majority of people we've endorsed, um, have won. Um, that's important. Um, kind of a direct, uh, victory. In fact, the, uh, the lady that we endorsed for sheriff, um, she got as she got as many votes as the next two people combined uh, in the June election, and we're going to help her in November. Um, yeah. So we've been really successful. Then there's kind of this secondary uh, level of success too. So, and what I mean by that is because we have the ability to get people elected or unelected, we've had some policy uh, victories. So what I mean by that is. You know, we fought really, really hard. We were the first group and the only group, really, to fight to get carry permits in San Diego. For decades, you could not get a concealed carry permit in San Diego. We fought it. We we fought hard. Um, and if we didn't have people and money, nobody would have cared. But but they did care because they knew that hey, we could have a real effect on the on on the on the uh, uh, in the election. And so, boom, the sheriff changed the policy. <laughs> And now for the first time in decades, you can get uh, a, a permit, a California carry permit in San Diego. Um, there've been a couple other of examples of people that we got elected. For example, the city of La Mesa, she had, there was a special election last November and uh, we got a lady uh, elected named Laura Lothian. And I mean, we we just absolutely stomped the competition. We, we helped her, we went all in on her, uh, we got her elected. And then a few months later, uh, one of her colleagues on the on the La Mesa City Council tried to pass a uh, um, a requirement that if you had a gun in La Mesa, you had to keep it locked up even even in your home. And we got we defeated that thanks to her. Um, so you know we've been very successful, and I'm very very happy about that. We, it's not just a political and public policy change. You know we don't want everything. We we've taken some lumps. We've gotten you know taken some losses, but we've won some major victories. Um, and, uh, so we're not just changing public policy, but we're also changing the culture in San Diego and both are, are uh, very important. Well, Michael, we're getting near the end of the show. Is there a message you'd like to leave our listeners with, uh, you know, uh, regarding your organization or things they can do to get involved? Yeah. I, th the, the big message and the one that resonates with people the most is if you're frustrated, if you're, you know, watching the news or reading the internet and you can't believe this or that is happening. 
and you're tired of just on being on the sidelines and you think that politics is complicated or you don't know what to do um, or, or you, you don't want to go to a rally or a protest or whatever, come talk to us. You know, if you want to dedicate a few hours a month or whatever to be effective and really truly have a change in public policy and in politics. And of course, if you're pro second amendment, uh, come talk to San Diego County gun owners, uh, membership, super easy. It's 10 bucks a month or a hundred dollars per year at the very least become a member. Um, but, uh, come join our organization, give us a few months and we'll get you involved and show you how to do effective second, second amendment activism that isn't intimidating. You know, people, people think, well, gee, they're going to make me go give a talk in front of a thousand people. Now that's just the stuff you see in movies and on TV. You know, there's a lot of really effective things that we need done, uh, that are, that are super easy to do uh, from social events. Like we just had our big second amendment celebration dinner. We had 750 people at this dinner. Uh, you know, we had 20 or so volunteers that helped us run this dinner, and that's effective activism. You know, it helps us raise money. But anyway, get a hold of us, and we'll help you get involved. We'll show you. We make activism easy. Well, thanks so much, Michael. And this has been uh, uh, Michael Schwartz from the San Diego County Gun Owners. And thanks all of you for joining us again for Knuckleheads of Liberty. And until next week, uh, or until next time, rather, stay free. Indeed. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Jeff. Life liberty and the pursuit of happiness always and forever thank you for listening to the knuckleheads of liberty podcast find us on facebook rumble youtube your favorite podcast network and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com